Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, and this is Chasing Life. Three out of four U.S. adults are considered overweight or have obesity. 75% of Americans. Dr. Fatima Cody-Stanford. Our weight is one factor that plays a role in our health. But by itself, it doesn't give us the full story of who we are. We have to look at our full person. Listen to Chasing Life, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. This is VSIN Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome in to VSIN Final Countdown. Stormy Bonantoni and Matt Brown with you on a beautiful, beautiful Tuesday, which means, of course, Teaser Tuesday coming Teaser up. Tuesday up in today. here. They've been so great. We're just going to continue just firing these things off. Like it's, gonna, it's, it's been amazing. <laughs> this is the week. So I'm telling this you, year. this is the week. Um, they get back on track this week. Exactly. Right. Well, there actually is, I think, a, a that's good... your five star lock of the week that it, they get back on on, on track this week? week. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. Uh, <laughs> So, as we were just talking right before that about how locks don't exist and well, all hey, that listen, stuff. Well, hey, listen, here's the thing. If you do want to put out a lock of the week, we will tweet it or put it on the website or in the, <laughs> you the, know, the newsletter or whatever. Um, you know, so. We've also got our updated power ratings rankings today. It's the first day of the NBA regular season, so our guy JVT, Jonathan Von Tobel, senior NBA editor here at VSIN, is going to join us a little bit later on, give us a feel for the two games coming up to tip off the NBA season today, as well as his outlook in general. Did so much great work with the NBA betting guide. Again, become a VSIN subscriber today so that you can get all of our guides, the NHL one, out right now as well. Um, but where we're going to start today is on the diamond because we are just minutes away from the rescheduled, postponed Game 5 Yankees and Guardians going head-to-head. The Yankees now with Nestor Cortez as today's starter, up to a minus-170 home favorite uh, with the extra day of rest, so not going with Tyone today. Taking on Aaron Savale and the Guardians, who are plus-145 money line dog. Total in this one, seven. Juice a little bit to the under here. Yeah, so this is very interesting, right? I mean, this has shifted to where... This is like almost a weird autoplay situation on the Guardians, just given just given how far this has drifted to plus 155. I mean, if you look, there is arguably a pitching advantage for the Guardians here. I mean, we mm-hmm. do have a guy coming back on three days rest, and it is a, a you know look, good performance on three days rest, no doubt about it. But you get Savali, who's coming in, uh, hasn't pitched, has started a game since October the 5th. If you want to sit there and try and say that he's rusty, whatever, I guess we could like have that argument or whatever. But he did win three of his last four starts. We talked about this yesterday as well. Did not give up more than two earned runs in uh, the last month and a half of all of his starts. And so you're getting a guy that is super fresh and has been on form against a guy that is coming off on three days rest. And, of course, the Yankees are saying everybody's available. Mm-hmm. Anyone can come in and pitch. And I actually do believe that. I mean, I think if it came down to it and they thought they needed Garrett Cole to come in and, like, close this game like I think they would do it whatever you have yeah, to do to you know advance. like I think they yeah. would do it you know especially given the kind of their bullpen situation of late if they thought that they needed you know 
15 good pitches out of him to close things down in the ninth inning, I think that that's certainly on the table tonight. But if we look, like you mentioned, we're sitting, you, you know. Cortez was enough, like that he makes that big of a change. That's what in I'm the saying. Number. This is this like, is this is drifted too much. Odd. I mean, specifically here. I mean, it's 145 at DraftKings, like rest of country. So like we're getting a lot of Yankees love here in the sports book behind us, but uh 145 over at DraftKings and the you know run line here, a plus plus one and a half. Is it minus 150? So I wouldn't go that route for the Guardians. I think if you play the Guardians, you just play the Guardians, mm-hmm. uh, you know, at plus 155 and hope that. This is a scenario that a guy coming in on short rest is not as sharp, right? I mean, like, it's a pretty simple handicap, I think. It's the it's a team that has – this uh, Yankee squad has not blown out the the Guardians, really, this whole series, right? I mean, like, they're the Yankees' bats, I would – you could argue about the same as the Guardians this series. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it hasn't really been a discernible difference in these things. And so, I mean, the, the only difference well, here is a fresh pitcher against the guys coming on three days. Right? And it's one of these situations where, like, a few months ago, if you would have told the Guardians that they're in a spot of a winner-take-all game five against the Yankees, they would be jumping for joy, like mm-hmm. the most excited ever that they're in that spot. And if you were telling the Yankees that a few months ago, they'd be scared to death, right? Yeah. And so I think that's kind of the situation that we're in. My one question is, did you see the stuff with the Guardians and their hotel situation? Because obviously, they didn't postpone the game until 9.30 Eastern last night, ultimately. And the Guardians had already checked out of their hotel, so they had all their bags and stuff getting ready to go on the plane, whether it was going to Houston or whether it was going back home for them. And they had to, like, split up, and they couldn't get back into their original hotel because it was overbooked, and they had to, like, separate, and it was a whole debacle last night. They weren't in, like, a Motel 6 or anything or whatever. Were they, like, I mean, like, I would imagine they found them, like, something fairly nice. You would have to assume. Yeah, but it's still just, like, a jacked-up situation. They were bunking up, up, like, sharing double beds and so stuff. So weird. Yeah. Could you imagine? So we hear, weird. Yeah, we hear stories, and it's like, oh, well, yeah, Jose Ramirez and, you know, they were, they were in, and Jimenez were, like, sharing a double bed. You when, know? when I worked with the Golden Knights, yeah. uh, the hotel that they were staying at in San Jose, like declared bankruptcy while we were staying there and we had to change hotels like we had to check out of the hotel that morning they're like yeah you can't come back here so same situation we had to go to another hotel this, so this, weird well i mean in anyone that's ever stayed in new york like the hotel rooms are the size of like this computer right here you know <laughs> or whatever so it's like if they did have to share rooms if we're looking at some prop side of things savali's strikeout prop set at three and a half as is cortez of course super low because as we know, as a if a pitcher gets in any sort of damage whatsoever, they're getting pulled, mm-hmm. especially in a winner-take-all game. So uh, that said, the Cortez prop for the over three and a half juiced all the way to minus one fifty. If you wanted the under on his three and a half, you're getting plus one fifteen. The over for three and a half on Savali is actually sitting at plus one twenty-five. So there is that if you think that Savali has at least a little bit of success here against this Yankees lineup and Cortez. I mean, that's just mm-hmm. unbettable on the over. If you wanted to play an under, maybe so, but even at plus one fifteen, probably not. Worth the the juice really isn't worth the squeeze in that one. And of course, if you're wondering for Aaron Judge to hit a home run, you are always wondering plus, plus two hundred five. Okay, there you we want go. him to hit a home run. Winner gets the Astros tomorrow, which means thanks to the schedule, um, tonight's winner will play three games in four days with travel in different cities. So that'll be fun. As if, like, don't let the Yankees win this series and let them go into this series with the Astros already talking about the adversity and them being robbed of a 2017 potential to win a World Series and now same thing with the Astros on all this rest and getting to do what they're doing. Yeah, like, so, rest not, hasn't been an advantage yet, though. Not in my We've account, but I mean, that. I would play... I would play the Guardians if I was playing this thing. I can't, I can't imagine coming yeah. in at, at minus 170 on, on the Yankees given that this is, like, a fairly... You know, again, a fairly what I consider to be even-ish matchup here in all this. By the way, they did move Judge out of that leadoff. So Torres is going to lead off. Judge second, Rizzo, Stanton, Donaldson, Cabrera, Bader, Trevino, and Hicks. Aaron Hicks hitting in the nine hole there for Cleveland. Quan, Rosario, Ramirez, Gonzalez, Naylor, Arias, Jimenez, Hedges, and Miles Straw hitting in the nine hole for them. It looks like you've got about 30 seconds to a minute to get those bets in because the game Fire is going guys, to start very, very soon. Um, also tonight, game one of the NLCS Phillies Padres going head to head at 8 p.m. Eastern to the hottest teams right now. A very improbable matchup, fair to say. First NLCS between two teams with fewer than 90 wins. Um, Phillies a plus 105 dog in San Diego. Padres minus 115. Total in this one, seven, with Zach Wheeler and you Darvish on their respective hills. Yeah, it is. A, like, And it's almost like a, a mirror image from a pitching standpoint in this game because both of these guys, when they're on, are like top of the rotation aces, you know, A number one guys. 
every now and then you kind of get an off start on these guys. I mean, you know, being a Padres fan, you've seen the Darvish starts where, for whatever reason, he just is is leaving it over the plate too much and and gets knocked around a little bit. That being said, I mean, both these guys spectacular on the season. A 282 ARA for Wheeler, a 310 for Darvish. I mean, this is going to be a good, fun matchup tonight. We do already have the Padres lineup. The lineup for the Phillies isn't officially in, but it's Profar Soto, Machado Bell, Cronenworth, Myers, Kim, Grisham, and then Nola in the nine hole there for the Padres. Don't have the Phillies yet. If that happens to come up while we are on air, we'll certainly get that to you. Well, in the Yankee series, they've dealt with a number of weather issues. You are not going to have that in San Diego this week. It is perfect. It is a 10 out there in San Diego. It's going to be a really fun game. I'll, my one worry about it's never a 10 the Padres. It gets it's, too cold at night. Oh, never please. It's never are a 10 you in kidding? San what a baby. Never gets, never a 10. The thing 10. about the Padres that worries me a touch mm-hmm is that they already won their World Series, right? right. I mean, I gotcha. beating the Dodgers the way in the fashion that they did, like that place, you could hear across the bay the roars from the stadium because of how loud it was and because of how like invested they were in that series. So very curious how they come out here against this Phillies team. That said, it's like you've got you've got a bunch of guys on this team, though, that are ridiculously hungry, right? I mean, you've got Profar, who was, by the way, the uh, if you haven't been following baseball for a long time, like, Jerkson Profar was a number one prospect in all of baseball and just kind of fizzled out for his first few years and had this, res- you know, this, this resurrection there in San Diego this season and has had an amazing year. But, again, a guy that has a ton to prove. Then you have Soto and Bell who come over in a trade from the worst team in baseball. I mean, like, they were literally, you know, the Nationals were one of the worst teams in baseball this year. They get to come over and, and play in this. Machado obviously spent a majority of his career on a bad team. I think there's a lot of guys here that are that – are, even though that Dodgers thing was great, there is still a a, a much bigger so. goal. I hope yeah. so. And how incredible would it be from a storyline perspective if the Padres do go to the World Series without Fernando Tatis? Mm-hmm. It would just be. Well, that's the thing. It's like I have this future on both of these teams, but the Dodgers one was made on the thought that like, oh, they're acquiring Soto and Bell. Yep. And they're going to get Tatis back. So I was looking at this as like a three-player infusion for this team. And then, of course, that one didn't come through. It kind of lucked into this this situation that I'm in. But, yeah, it was, uh, it was very fortunate. I can't wait for this series just overall. Things are far different in a seven-game series than they are in a five-game series. So we do know that. We're likely going to see every team's fourth starter in this, team, in the, in this series. So there is at least, I think, a little bit of an edge um, to the Padres in this from that standpoint. But – just something to think about that as this thing gets a little bit bigger, we can't condense those rotations. Quite. And take all the Bryce Harper props probably mm-hmm. because he's been on one. Um, like I said, the NBA season is upon us as well. We've got two games coming up tonight. Do you have any any action tonight, night one? I know you said you were going to step aside a little bit, but I figured night one you might. Yeah, well, it was just more a numbers play for me. Like the a book here in town, the 76ers had drifted up to, to three and a half in this game. And, I mean, look, from, from my standpoint, I see these teams as fairly equal – and I'm catching three and a half with a team that's not going to have Robert Williams out there in the Celtics th- tonight. I mean, he's you know had surgery. He's going to be missed the first couple of months of the season. And so I have a an equal team that I'm getting three and a half with. And if anything, the 76ers, in my opinion, got better. They bring in Trez Harrell as a backup to Joel Embiid. And their big problem, the 76ers all last year, was when Embiid wasn't on the court, they just were getting destroyed. They were getting crushed. And I think Trez Harrell really does shore that up for this team. And so, again, I, I took three and a half. I don't know what I'm missing here because this thing is like, gone up today, so I don't know. Maybe they get blown out, but I have a I feeling that out. our guy JVT, when he joins us later, will agree with you as well. We're going to step aside real quick. When we come back, we'll recap Monday Night Football and all things NFL on the way. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. 
Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zikazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. Oh, <laughs> I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All oh, my friends love it. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. This is VSIN's Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back to VSIN Final Countdown. If you're not a VSIN Pro subscriber, what are we doing? Seriously. Get access to the best betting talent in the game. You can become a subscriber today. Sign up now, just $99. Get VSIN Pro access from now all the way through the Super Bowl. You get everything we offer, including 24 7 live shows so that you can see Matt Brown's mug and subscriber only betting guides to the College Bowl season, the Super Bowl, all for less than the normal monthly rate. You'll also get VSIN subscriber only season prep guides to the NHL, the NBA, which just came out, NBA season yes. beginning today, and the World Cup upcoming. It's the upcoming. best bet in the game. $99. Become a VSIN Pro subscriber now. VSIN.com slash subscribe. 136 Seven Canadian. Bam! Bam! One thirty-six oh seven. Yeah, get in there because every day the value goes down, so you've got to make sure. And and then in, in the in our dollar must be strong because it went up today. It was one thirty-five and change yesterday for the Canadians, wow. and so like it's going to cost them more today. So don't wait around. Maybe the dollar getting real strong, and you're just going to pay like way more. Anyways, uh, yeah. congratulations on your cover last night. The Broncos yeah. lose straight up, do cover the four against the Chargers. Second straight week that Denver has just played a really ugly primetime game. Final 19-16, total stays under. Primetime unders now improved to 13-6. and six. And the Broncos, I mean, they got off to a good start, right? Russell Wilson had 10 straight completions and nine different guys, 10-0 lead in the first quarter. Points on the board their first two drives, and then from there it just kind of spiraled. And now, resulting in this loss, we find out that Russell Wilson is dealing, in addition to his shoulder injury, but now with what is believed to be a well, okay, let's quote the the Twitter machine yes. here: a real injury, a real injury where he is in real one, pain, okay? but he is pushing to play. Um, so not a fake injury like hamstring what Hopkins in had going on last <laughs> night. Like that's that was a fake injury. Um, Speaking of which, yes. how annoying! Yeah. Fake How injury. annoying. Listen, I'll say it. You are all thinking it. I'll say it. He was hamming that up like nobody's business. This dude he just had, wanted to get carried off the field. He that's what the it ball, was. And then 14 seconds later would fall over. Like, I mean, like, no, that's not how, that's not a natural fall over. Like, that's not how this works. It was like, oh, I got to remember I'm hurt. And it's like, and then he looks like he gets snipered, like, you know, from, from a, uh, from a rifle, like from in the stands. Like, not, that's not how it works. And how injuries work. I was so irritated. And it was like the one prop I was considering for the game, right? I'm just, and I was like, oh, maybe that's going to get there because he's injured. And then he just keeps on going. Yeah, he keeps kept on, on kicking because it. it wasn't that big of a oy, deal. Oy, oy, yeah, oy. he's going to play this week too. Watch. I mean, look, it's just like, don't even give me this nonsense. That dude was, <laughs> that dude was, that dude was not all that hurt. Um, this is officially a broken team. As we know now, this Broncos season is over because they are not going to be able to come back and win this division. And with the rest of the AFC kind of like trending upward and them trending downward, I even think, you know, clawing back and making the playoffs could be pretty tough for this squad. Now you have a Russell Wilson injury that apparently is air quote real. And now we have a, a game here. Now, don't get me wrong. It is, it is 
maybe buying the very highest point of the Jets. I get it, but it's down to a point and a half at this point. So we are down to a point and a half in this game in favor of the uh, in favor of the Broncos. How about the Jets that they just catch another break here in the schedule? Had the Packers off the London trip, Miami on a third string quarterback, Steelers when they were reeling with Mitch Trubisky, throw in Kenny Pickett in that game, and now they get a situation where the Broncos, like you said, are broken and they're yeah. quarterback with multiple injuries. And the other thing is, I think like you know, I got to thinking about this today as I'm looking and I'm like, oh, let me look at the Broncos schedule, the rest of the schedule. It's almost impossible for us outside of like the Eagles, the Bills, and the Chiefs to assess whether a schedule is going to be hard or easy moving forward for a team because there's no teams where they're so much better or so mm-hmm. much worse than their opponent that they're playing to where I think the strength of schedule or strength of opponent matters really all that much at this point. Like, we might can look at the Eagles' schedule because they've proven that they're a real team and the Bills' schedule and the Chiefs' schedule and say, oh, this is going to either get harder or, or softer due to opponent. Outside of that, the rest of these teams, like I'm looking at these schedules, I was trying to do this for the Broncos day, and I am start, start going, what does it really matter who they play? <laughs> like, like, what does it really matter? It doesn't matter. It's not going to get harder or worse or whatever. It's like any of these teams now at this point, I think are can beat anybody almost on any given week. So I will, I will talk difficulty of schedule with the Eagles and with the Bills and with the Chiefs moving forward. And until another team proves to me that they have any sort of consistency on a week-to-week basis, you will not be getting this whole strength of schedule talk from me because I don't know what's a hard schedule or an easy schedule, honestly. So how much, when you look at this Broncos team, are the, is the defense just being wasted at this point? Yeah, oh, for sure. Completely. Because, I mean, I was looking through some of the numbers for the state. They rank first in EPA per drive, points allowed per drive, three and out rate, defensive red zone percentage rate. They've only given up six touchdowns in six games, including one the last two games. The 57 passes that Justin Herbert threw last night without a touchdown were the most in the NFL. Like, it's it's insane how, how good this defense has been, and you'd think that, oh, Okay, you've got Russell Wilson on the other side. You should have no problem. Get their offense has been anemic, and the red zone issues continue. Yeah, and, and despite how terrible this, the other thing that just annoyed me last night too. Whenever we were talking through the props and stuff, is we talked through a reason as to why Josh Palmer could get there. And by the way, it sailed there. Josh Palmer gets to fifty-seven receiving yards last night and nine receptions. So no matter which way you bet him, he gets there. But the whole reasoning was was because it would likely take Mike Williams out of the game because of the Sertan treatment. And yet I never mentioned t- playing the under on Mike Williams or whatever. That was like that annoyed <laughs> yeah. me last night. Like that just annoyed me last night where I'm kind of like, well, if one happens and the other is probably going to happen too, right? And we always talk about doing these correlated plays. And of course, Mike Williams did get basically Locked eliminated up. from this game by Patrick Sertan, who like by a the vault, way, baby, who, down. Might, who might be at this point seriously like the best the best corner in, in all of football. And like you mentioned, so this this Broncos defense, and I, I tweeted as much last night. If you follow me on Twitter, I don't know why you would. If you hate yourself, at Matt Brown M too, you can get all my just ramblings during these games and stuff. But if the Broncos defense, if the Broncos didn't have this defense, we would most likely be talking about them in the same breath as the worst teams in the NFL because that's how horrible this offense has I been. I quite frankly am talking about them like and, that. And, at I, this and point. I said, and we're still not that far off. And I was like, and, and I was like, and we're still not that far off with all of this because how bad this offense is and how poorly coached this team is, is if it wasn't for this defense, we really and truly, we'd be sitting here going like, I mean, what's the difference in them and the Broncos in uh, the Panthers or the commanders or, you know, whatever, any bears and stuff like that. I mean, not a ton. Mm-hmm. I mean, like we're talking about teams that can't move the ball and can't score. I mean, Broncos, case in point, right here. Like, we're seeing it with this squad. I mean, the fact that, the fact that, like you mentioned, the first half went so well for Russell Wilson, and they could not figure out at all in the second half how to scheme up anything to get the ball to one of their wide receivers is just insanity. He was 3 for 11 for his 15 yards in the second half. Yeah. An unfathomable 1.36 yards per attempt yeah. in this one. And, like, not that the Chargers were much better with the game on the line, but considering the talent that the Broncos supposedly have, you look through the game logs, with the game tied at 16, four plays for nine yards, punt. Three plays for nine yards, punt. Three plays for three yards, punt. Like, they could have won the game on any of those opportunities, and instead, it's a muff punt return, ends the game on the other side, and the Chargers end up winning this. And for a division that we all thought was going to be the greatest division of all time, it's looking like a runaway for Kansas City, who continues to be an odds-on favorite, minus 190 in this one. Chargers, same record, but feeling like they are in a very different spot at 2-1 to in the division. Raiders, 18-1. to Broncos, 20-1. to um, the, the coaching, too, in this game. On both sides. And listen, I was a big, big time 
Staley defender last year. And I was saying, like, people are just taking this all wrong and they're overreacting to this guy and all this stuff like that. But there were several different decisions that he made in that game last night where I start to wonder if maybe he's that he's fake sharp and, like, I was just kind of buying in to some of the stuff that was going on. I mean, the way that he handled the end of that game and all the things that were going on and some of the – and, again, I, I can talk about the offensive woes for the Broncos side of things, but, again, there are – there are creative ways to get guys open. There are creative ways to scheme guys open and put them, putting them in different spots whenever they line up and doing it. And, and he was unable to do that with his only real weapon last night, which mm-hmm. is Mike Williams with, with Keenan Allen not being in the line. Like, I, I honestly start to wonder about them a little bit as well. Uh, a couple quarterback updates for you in the NFC East. Uh, the boys are Dak in town. Dak Prescott expected to return this week against the Lions. Seven-point favorite taken on Detroit. While the Commanders are reportedly looking to Taylor Heineke. While their QB1, Carson Wentz, deals with a, a finger injury himself. Speaking of which. The, um, yeah, which, mean, were you surprised that they didn't go to Sam Howell in that spot? Like, you know what you have with Taylor Heineke. Do you not want to figure out what you have with the rookie? I think they will eventually, but I think that this is a last-ditch effort to try to save your job with Ron Rivera here because this is like, this has gotten off the rails basically at this point. And if you read some of the beat writer reports where it's saying, like, this team is just crazy in the locker room and nobody's, like, everybody's hates everyone and all, you know, there's all kinds of things that are going on. There as well. I think this is more of a last-ditch effort to see if they can string together a couple of wins, but I don't think that's necessarily going to be the case. That said, hey, what better spot? I can't believe I'm saying this, but like, what better spot, really, though, for this Commanders team if you're going to play, if you're going to play a air quote good team, than it to be the Packers that are coming to town, right? A team that literally, literally has not been has had one of the worst EP with Aaron Rodgers at quarterback. Some of the worst offensive statistics in the entire NFL. And so, hey, look, if you're going to start a new quarterback and, you know, a air quote good team is coming to town yeah. where you might can make a, a statement, let it be the Packers, in my opinion, right now. And I think that's the perfect way to put it, air quote good team, because they have the name recognition and the mm-hmm. name value, but they are not a good team. No, the defense and has been horrible, too. The defense has been horrible. They can't stop the run to save their lives. And Aaron Rodgers, we talk so much about the disconnect between the wide receivers and the young guys, and now Randall Cobb, by the way, out two to four weeks. But it looks like... Like, Aaron Rodgers is missing, too. He's part of the problem. He's supposed to be the one thing that you can rely on, and you haven't been able to. Um, we're going to step aside. It's Three Teaser run, Tuesday. Oh, we have to go to break with that? St- this is v Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on v the sports betting network. Fall sports are in full swing, and Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook is your home for all the latest lines, odds, and boosts. Whether you're football, hockey, basketball, or baseball better, Bet Rivers has you covered. Join us every week for our new promotions like the Tuesday Hockey First Goal Insurance, Friday Night College Football Bet and Get, Sunday Football Parlay Insurance, and a whole lot more. Head to betrivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app today. It's a whole new game. And for those of you that are like in your car listening and you heard us leave off just hearing, there's a three run jack. It was Giancarlo Stanton, three-run home run to get the Yankees on the board early, 3 nothing to start things out. And just like that, Matt Brown, yeah. after 26 pitches, Aaron Savale is out of there. Followed by an infield single by Josh Donaldson, and the infield single was enough to chase Savale. Again, in these winner-take-all, they you just can't mess around, right? And, like, even if you have the slightest inkling that your dude doesn't have it today, then he got to go. So Sam Hinch has come in now. He is three and two on the season with a 231 ERA, only through 62 and a third inning. So this is just a bullpen game now from here on out for this Guardian squad. And uh, if you think that they can get back in it, though, on the bullpen, seven to one money line live or some big old numbers plus four and a half runs at minus 130 on DraftKings right now. I mean, it does make, I mean, seven. Four, four and a half on the run line is certainly interesting, right? We got a lot At of plus game. Plus one left. and a half. It was minus one fifty pre-flop. Now you're getting four and yeah. a half. You can climb your way in here. Yeah, you I think? mean, there's 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 a lot of game left. There's a whole lot of yes, game left. A whole lot of game left. <laughs> so four and a half runs to get that thing right. within there. Just coming through right before we came back on air. If you were worried about the explosive plays and the non-existence of them for the Baltimore Ravens, well, guess what? 
don't worry any longer because they're signing 35-year-old Deshaun Jackson to come in and take care of that for them. So that is uh, that is the coming through the wire right now. I mean, look, it's it, it really has. We joked about it yesterday, but seriously, the Ravens' whole offense has been dropped back and throw to one of three tight ends for like the last two weeks, right? And so, I mean, they're, they're bringing in someone that they can at least maybe just tell them to just run down the field, just run and like, you know, do something to make the defenses have to somewhat care about what's going on. The most concerning thing I think for the Ravens in this is that I, there's like rumblings that there might be some sort of arm thing going on with Lamar Jackson. And so with that, that is, I mean, maybe that would explain the last couple of weeks of futility on, on uh, offense, but something to, to monitor there as well. But it's still, I mean, what do you think of them against the Browns this week? Because they're a team that's reeling. They're coming off three straight mm-hmm. losses. And I think for, I mean, a Ravens squad that's got one more win, they feel like they're in very different positions. The Ravens losses have been because of fourth quarter issues. And it has been glaring in those fourth quarters. Uh, this is a good preview too. Ravens three and three later on in the show, we're going to do, are they good? All 10 of the three and three squads around the NFL right now. But I would say just right off the top that the Ravens are one that I would qualify as good. I, th- I mean, they should win this game by double digits on paper. You would think there, well, it depends, right? Because there's one thing about the Browns team and they're, they're, they're a bully with those, with those two running backs and whatever. So like what we but saw, they haven't been utilizing what, them. What we saw play out this past week was they got down early and then you just can't like the, then the running backs come out of the game. And then at that point you're the Browns are not a team that you bet on in game to come back. Right? Like that's just not a team that you do that with. And so that said in a game like this, they are a team. If they were to get ahead of this Ravens squad, like they kind of bully it with that run game. The Ravens defense certainly has not lived up to expectations so far this season. And with that, I don't know if this Ravens team is built to come back either right now, right? I mean, like with with the with the lack of playmakers that they have on the offensive side of the ball outside of Lamar Jackson, really, it's only been him doing it with his with his legs, right? I mean, you can only throw to Mark Andrews so many times, like before the other teams figure out, okay, we're going to take Mark Andrews out of the game, you know. And so I don't know. I'm this is a this is a pretty big stay away for me actually this week. The the Browns rush defense isn't great and I mean we saw against the Giants they outgained New York 406 to 238 7 yards per play compared to the Giants 3.8. I feel like they should be able to still move the football. My concern is just literally the fourth quarter with this team because the numbers are truly staggering and we can get into that a little bit later, but fourth quarters for Lamar Jackson and this Ravens squad have been the ultimate difference in all of those losses. Um, we, we mentioned briefly in the last segment that Dak Prescott is expected to be returning to the lineup this week against the Lions. Jura out there on the radio again mm-hmm. this week saying he's very determined to make his return. We have not seen him since week one rehabbing from surgery on his thumb. But Dallas obviously has handled his, his absence well. Four and one with Cooper Rush at the helm. The first loss this past weekend against the Eagles. And, and even then, I mean, you're playing one of the best teams in the NFL at this point, and you still made it close, and it was a three-point game in the fourth quarter there for a while. Yeah, you know, RIP my uh, my survivor entry, but I know the Cowboys are probably going to be at least top of mind for a lot of people in survivor contests and stuff out there, and I would just say proceed with caution in this thing because the Lions are coming off of a bye, so they're able to get healthy. Let's remember the version of the Lions we've seen the last couple of weeks was a far cry from the version of the Lions we saw the first couple of weeks. They were healthy on the offensive line. They were healthy at the wide receiver position. And when they had that, they were able to put up a ton of points. Now, they gave up a ton of points as well, but they were able to put up a ton of points, which creates a high-variance game, right? I mean, if you're scoring a ton, then the other team has to kind of, like, match what you're doing. They come off the bye here. This offensive line should look much more like the offensive line the first couple of weeks. Amon Ross St. Brown, DJ Chark, also going to be healthy in playing in this one. So, again, an offense that looks a lot more like they did at the beginning of the season as well. So I, you know, just a little bit of pause for me in this one, because I do think that there is a, a chance that this Lions team looks a lot more like the week one and two Lions. And then the Cowboys are going to have to, they're going to have to score back at them. It doesn't matter how good this Cowboys team is. The Lions just were the the, the style they were playing at the first, at the beginning of the year. They're just slinging it all over the place. I mean, they're going to score some points. They're going to put points. On and you're point. dealing with a quarterback making his first start back after a hand issue. And we don't and know, we like, don't know what, what that. Yeah, exactly. No, and like, there's potential rust just in general, having yeah. not had the reps that you would normally have. And the the thing that was a little bit concerning about this for me and the the turn to Dak this week, they were saying that in theory he could have played last week, but it, they didn't because they were concerned about 
his grip on the ball and like any sort of fumbling situations and stuff. If, okay. he, if he were to get hit and all that, which so that just magically goes away in a week well, or something. I don't know. Or so whatever. some injuries like, are tricky. Like because I've heard of quarterbacks who legitimately have an AC joint sprain. They can't lift their hand over their head one week and then the next week they're throwing for three hundred yards. So I think it's probably just very dependent on the person of how that thing. Sometimes things do just kind of click. Yeah, I mean, but it's it's like a, it's like a, a thumb on your throwing yeah. hand, right? Like that, that that to me is just something that is like fairly concerning. Again, like I just think there's a lot of I think there's a lot of unknowns in that game, which I tend to if, try to stay away from. Like a lot. I of hate unknowns. the seven. I hate hate the seven. I think if you were gonna play that game and back the Cowboys in any way, it would be a teaser. Oh, situation. we'll talk about that a little. But bit we'll later. talk about you know, teaser. We got that stuff. Oh, yeah, uh, Steelers head coach Mike Tomlin said Kenny Pickett uh, will be back to start Week Seven as long as he clears concussion protocol. Despite Mitch Trubisky coming in in relief and ultimately getting the big win against the Bucks over the weekend, Pickett. Yeah. Will be a full participant at practice this week. Just a matter, like I said, of clearing the protocol. And then on the other side, Dolphins, who are a seven-point favorite in this one, expected to get their guy into a Tungo Vailoa back on the field yeah, as well. Can't put the toothpaste back in the tube, right? I mean, like, once you've made the move to the rookie, like, yeah. you have to commit to the rookie. If he's able to go, then you have to just play him. There's no way that you can say, hey, rookie, thanks for, you know, thanks for your service. We're going to go ahead and go back to the guy that you, you know, we decided was was needing to be benched to put you in there. So, yeah, it's going to be picket the rest of the season, and this is a very this was also tricky, and we'll talk about this a little bit later in, in Teaser Tuesday as well. But it's just there's a there's a lot of question marks around this game, which leads me to kind of want to stay away a little bit. All right, uh, Cardinals coach Cliff Kingsbury said he's open to giving up offensive play calling duties. <laughs> yeah, open to be, it. <laughs> you better be open to just about anything to try to save his job. Seriously, like if they even if they even floated like, hey. Would you uh, be willing to uh, maybe get rid of that house that you live in? And whatever? I'm open to get rid of, getting rid of this awesome house that I live in as well in order to keep my job. I thought it was funny. Yeah, this dude is like. <laughs> that I mean, was just what yes. I want to throw that. I know we already briefly talked about this game, but it's just. No, 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 no. And is, those offshore markets, now that Matt Rule has officially been fired, guess who the new favorite is on the hot seat to be the next coach fired? Just take a guess. Pretty simple. I mean, he's going to be. It's not like whatever. But look, the the if you're if you're playing this game, Saints are still going to be decimated by injuries. There is uh, Dennis a, Allen said he's still undecided about who will start at quarterback. Yeah, there's there's uh, Chris Olave is cleared from concussion protocol, so they will at least have one wide receiver to throw to. But no Michael Thomas at practice today. No Jarvis Lander practice today. No Marshawn Lattimore at practice today, which means they're not going to play. It's on a, it's it's Thursday, so if they're not out there, they're not going to go. So it's it's going to be Olave and Olave only. So you have to decide. Is this the ultimate buy low spot on the Cardinals against a completely decimated Saints team that is coming on the road on a short week? Or is this Cardinals team absolutely actually one of the very worst teams in the NFL and you cannot even back them at basically a pick them to beat a team that is going to be without four or five starters and a quarterback that, you know, again, whether it's Dalton, he's hurt. Jameis is hurt. Taysom Hill's hurt. Like, who's even going to throw the ball for the Saints? Like, if if you can't back the Cardinals basically in this in this game, then when are you ever going to back the Cardinals? Like, this is like the only this is the only time that would make sense basically the entire season. Can we get a weekday primetime game that's fun, that's interesting, that's not? Well, we get to see if DeAndre gross. Hopkins still has anything left in the eh, tank. We'll so see. We'll, hey, Matt, we got that. Yeah. Don't be a tease. Tell the people what we have next. We are going to talk about a plethora. Go look it up on the break. It's a word of uh, teaser options that we have coming up. And, you know, if we have any in the account already, here's the tease. I do. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. 
Welcome, Allison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Allison. Thank you. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real, live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. (laughs) I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All my friends love it. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just 348 With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. This is VSIN's Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back to the show. This segment of VSIN Final Countdown presented by Zen Nicotine Pouches. Zen Nicotine Pouches are a fresher, simpler way to enjoy nicotine. It's helped millions of people achieve lasting change by offering smoke free and spit free satisfaction. Zen understands there isn't one right time to make a change. Your timeline might be different. Everyone's on their own journey. But whenever you feel like you're ready to take a first step toward change, Zen will be there for you. Check out Zen Nicotine Pouches at Zen.com. That's ZYN.com. Warning this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Another, another one, another one. We the best. Teaser Tuesday. We the best. That's a that's a good animation bow, bow, bow. until we get sued for it. Yeah, that's Teaser a, yeah, Tuesday. This it's good for it lasts for two more weeks. Shush, shush, shush. The, Don't bring yeah. it to people's attention. Hey, now listen, we're gonna get it. Now we're gonna get it. We're gonna. It's uh, fine. Like we mentioned, teasers have not been particularly tremendous this season, but this week I feel like there's a good slate. There's some good opportunity, good options. Despite me not liking a lot of actual game spreads, it makes the teasers yeah. pretty decent in this case. Um, okay, so you said that you already have some in the account. So yeah. what is the teaser leg you feel the most confident in at this point? So, well, the one leg that I have that I feel the most confident in, I actually think might be one of the better teaser legs maybe of the year. That being said, Whoa. that's worked out real well so far. So take that for what it's worth. But I think everybody's bringing, like, dang, Jacksonville. I, We're all just going back to I that. <laughs> I think bringing the Patriots down from eight to two yep. against the Bears on Monday night is one of the better teaser opportunities of the season, one of the better legs of the year in a game with just a 39 and a half total. I mean, we are looking at a Bears team that has been completely anemic on the offensive side of the ball. I mean, like, has not been able to, not been able to do anything whatsoever. Now you're going on the road to Foxborough with Belichick having an extra day to prepare as well with this being a Monday night football game. I cannot foresee a scenario in which this Patriots team, I don't care who's playing quarterback. I don't care if it's Zappy. I don't care if it's Mac Jones. I don't care if they stick Hoyer back in there. Like, I think that this is a scenario in which you are looking for a field goal win here. I mean, taking this, there's one, I mean, there's one seven and a half out there actually in, in rest of country. So you can take this down to a point and a half. Getting this down under a field goal here just is, to me, such a slam dunk spot, such an incredible opportunity for me. Um, so it's going to be, it's going to be an expensive week for me if this <laughs> if this uh, if this Patriots team can't win this game by at least two points and at least get me get me a push or something to where it's going to lose. But uh, yeah, I'm going to make sure and not lose any pushes here for moving forward. But, right? Yeah, yeah. There you but go. But it's it, it just it, just a fantastic opportunity. Again, like it's a. It is a game in which you have such an incredible coaching advantage. You have such an incredible advantage, even on the offensive side of the ball. Even if you're not in love 
with this Patriots offense, which I'm certainly not, it is still a massive advantage for this team, right? I mean, like there's, there's not a spot that you look for in this game where you feel like that the other team, that the, that the Chicago Bears are much better than the Patriots no. or even better at all. And I was even just thinking in my head to last week, and I know we try not to use too much recency bias, but I mean, what the Patriots were able to do to Brown's team on their third string quarterback and just dominate offensively mm. at will the way that they did. Like, if do you think that the Bears are better than the Browns? Because I don't right. certainly have that perspective, and the Patriots are at home, and like you said, the coaching advantage that we see there. I liked what you referenced about the total, because it is a lower total in this game, 39 and a half, and um, this is our, our pro tip for this hour, we do them every single hour here on the network, 20 of them a day. Go to vsin.com, become a subscriber today, and make sure that you can get all of these tips. But higher totals can be a little bit more difficult if you want to get in on a teaser leg. Yeah, because, I mean, it's there is perceived variance then because uh, the, the more points scored, then the more that this game could get kind of out of hand, get into some sort of shootout situation. So we're trying, if we can to target these games with the lower totals and try to avoid these games that have the higher totals and specifically. So let's, let's go ahead and we can move to one of the games that not a traditional teaser, but people will play it this week. And that's going to be the chargers and the Seahawks. The chargers are sitting six and a half point favorites over the Seahawks team with a total of 51 and a half, right? I mean, it's the highest total on the board this week and people are going to say, Oh, I can just bring the Chargers down just to win. And they very well might win. But the thing is, is in a game with a 51 total, this Seahawks offense kind of gets hot. It's supposed to be a high-scoring affair. What if that Chargers team just fails on a couple of those drives and the Seahawks do what they're supposed to do? And the next thing, we, you know, we look up and this Seahawks team is, is up 11 or, you know, up 10, 11, 13, whatever it might be. And it's going to be really hard for that Chargers team to come back and, and, and cover that, even the teaser leg, right? And so just – Something for us to beware. This is the, one of the first games I scratched off from a teaser perspective this week. And again, I know some people are going to play it. To me, a lot, a lot, a lot of variance in this thing. And not knowing what we don't know about this Charger squad as well, whether Keenan Allen, here's the deal. We're not going to know about Keenan Allen until right up until game time. Every week it's been this whole, well, he's done a limited practice and then he doesn't play. And uh, he's done a limited practice We get it, and he doesn't play. So we're not going to know in time, you know, any way to get this into any sort of play. So one of the first ones I scratched off this week. That is such a weird injury to me that mm -hmm. like the expect the expectation was that he was just going to miss a little bit of time. And it's just like week after week after week. And he's so important to what they try to do in the past game. But okay. You said Patriots are the leg that you like mm -hmm. the most. What did you pair it up with in the account? I paired it up with a non-traditional here in the Cincinnati Bengals at taking the, I love that. taking the six That's down I have to taking the six down to a pick. Uh, if we take a look at this, so what we've got in this is basically, I think we're buying in on the Bengals at a at an upswing and the Falcons almost at a high, at a market high right now because everybody's talking about this Falcons team. Like everyone's ATS thinking, record they like, have, they're better than we all plucky, thought they were going to be. Whatever, all this stuff. Because I mean, you know, how many whatever. people thought they were going to be legitimately yeah. the worst team in the NFL this year, and they're out here winning games. And. We talked about my concerns last week where I had, you know, a, a substantial bet on, on Cincinnati last week. And my concern was Zach Taylor. <laughs> my concern was the coaching staff on the sideline, right? Well, I saw something last week that was very encouraging. And I'm not saying that Zach Taylor is a good coach by any stretch of the imagination. But what I did see was they finally made an adjustment. They went 100% snaps in the shotgun with Joe Burrow. They did nothing under center. They... Were they look, they're like, this offensive line has been a trouble for us, so we're just going to line up and shotgun, give Joe at least a little bit more time to see what's going on out here and take advantage of all that. And, like, a guy that might not be the sharpest tool in the shed but at least is making adjustments and is not being stubborn with making bad decisions I think is at least a step in the right direction for Cincinnati. The other thing we look at with this Falcon squad, they don't get a lot of pressure on the quarterback. They didn't get any sacks last week at all. So the things that we're really worried about here – with Cincinnati is this offensive line, right, and trying to figure out, you know, can they even hold up versus a mediocre pass rush? Well, they get a lower-end pass rush this week with that as well. Banged up corners as well for the Falcons this week. Like, everything is, like, turning up Cincinnati this week. And so, for me, uh, taking that down to a pick where we don't even have to really worry about that that stubborn kind of backdoor cover. Because, by the way, this Falcon squad has been down 11 points at halftime, 18 points at halftime. Like, they've been getting down, and they've just kind of been doing this rally in the second half type thing. Mm -hmm. Cincinnati, little fun fact, this is nothing to no, – listen, it could end this week. I'm just saying. Fun fact about Cincinnati. 
They're the only team in the NFL that has not given up a touchdown in the second half so far this season. I don't know why. I don't know if this defense is – I don't know if this defensive coordinator – hello, Aaron Judge. Plus 205 hits. Did you play it? If you did, good for you. Two to one on your money. Aaron Judge goes deep. Four to nothing in favor of the Yankees. Um, you know, again, maybe this defensive coordinator for Cincinnati is like just – awesome at making halftime adjustments, right? Like maybe he is really good at seeing what's going on and doing whatever. But again, so far through the short season have not given up a touchdown in the second half so far. Yeah. They're a team that I feel like has stabilized a lot recently Mm -hmm. versus what we were kind of seeing at the beginning of the season. They're starting to figure things out, which was to your credit, something in your handicap you Mm -hmm. said you thought would start to happen and come to fruition. Um, What do you think about the jets plus two, Kicking that up a little bit against the Broncos. Jets coming off a a big win, I know, but the Broncos offense, we talked about off the top of the show, recapping Monday Night Football. They've just been so bad offensively. Yeah, I actually think this is probably a viable play because, again, we are getting a team up to eight points in a game of a total of 39.5. And And what we've seen from this Broncos offense, nothing. What we've seen from this Jets offense, kind of – Moving in, moving in the right direction. And, but what we've seen from the Jets defense is good. And so like, Hey, look, Broncos can't move the ball. They can't score. They couldn't move on this Chargers team that, that has been giving up points and yardage left and right. And so now we get a scenario in which there is a air quote, real injury to the quarterback. It'd be Brett Rippon, by the way, if, uh, (laughs) if, if, if Russell Wilson can't go, you know? And so I actually think this is a pretty good spot here for the Jets, Jets up at eight in a very low total game. No, I like that one as well. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I told you, Quinton Williams, big fan. But we saw the way that Russ was in the second half of last week. I mean, last night mm. um, where he was just, he, there's nothing that he could do. The offensive line couldn't do there. The protection wasn't there. And he got sacked four times in the game, three times in the second half. And I feel like that Jets front is figuring things out and they're having success and they're a lot better. Love Sauce Gardner and what he's doing on the back end defensively as well. Um, I did think about maybe the Dolphins tease hosting the Steelers just to win essentially. There's a couple um, of more. The Cowboys I think. were an interesting one yeah. that maybe you could bring down. Let's, let's, let, we'll revisit later in the show because I think there's at least a couple we should talk through and see if it's something I would say maybe pump the brakes on yeah. because they're they look they look nice, but are they really nice? Are they nice? Are mm. they good? Coming up next. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just 348 With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for.